trusted voice of truth and light. The narratives that mislead most of us aren't outright lies. They're the deliberate omission of facts that could give us a more complete picture. And a rally point for those who've accepted the reality that they are not sheep. The world needs your leadership, and the essence of leadership is using your influence wisely wherever you happen to be standing. This is The Brian Hyde Show. Hey, once again, I want to welcome you to the show. My fellow wrong thinker, I am joined by uh, yet another fellow wrong thinker, Gary Welch, has stopped by. Hi, Gary. Hi, Brian. Nice to be with you today. Good to catch up with you again, as always. We've got something, I think, very timely and relevant to discuss. I'm going to give a quick shout-out here to my sponsors, including Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse, also Jeff Staples Real Estate, and the Staples-Turner team at Patriot Home Mortgage. Very happy to have had them as as sponsors, and I hope that if you're needing their business or their particular uh, service or product, you will take the time to do business with them. So, there's a lot going on here today that doesn't involve Jeffrey Tubin. I'm just going to put that out there because if there's if there's a punchline out there today, I think unfortunately it, it's it, Jeffrey is somewhere in there. But um, actually, two weeks away from the election, Gary, and and I, first thing I want to ask you is, give me your uh, your sense, optimism, pessimism. How are you feeling now that we're two weeks out from uh, from the big event? I I don't know if I've said this to you before, but I'm not really concerned about the outcome i don't care and i I know i should care but uh i i just the the decisions of choosing between the lesser of two evils has just gotten to the point with me that um i really don't see a difference in what's going on And, and and i'm not saying like i know everybody's screaming right now going but biden this biden that you know, but the the thing of it is, is we've been down this road before where the Democrat got in and yes, they did some bad things, but then the Republican gets in and they do bad things too. So it, it's, to me, it's like whoever wins in this election, it is going to create a fundamental change in America and it's going to trigger some things that we are going to want to change, you know, that the people are going to stand up and start saying, hey, it's time to change things. I I have great sympathy for the people who um, feel that they have no place to go. I mean, they're caught on the horns of a dilemma. If I go with the Democrats, you know, there's a lot of baggage that goes there. If I go with the Republicans, there's a lot of baggage. And, uh, you know, four years ago, I was the guy who was saying, well, then vote your conscience and just, you know, don't give either of those parties your vote. I'm yeah. I'm a little hesitant to say such a thing this year just because uh, right. I think people feel that the stakes are so much higher. But I still think the the same basic truth applies and that is neither one of the major parties is really doing us that big of a favor. What if we had an alternative? And and that's really what I wanted to talk about on today's show because that was something that there was um a couple of us that had sat around and we looked at what is the problem and not from a perspective that from an ideological perspective, but what is some root cause kind of problems. And you're absolutely right about the two major parties. You know, the DOJ is holding some antitrust um, cases against, you know, Google 
And if there's anybody that knows about antitrust, it's the two major parties. I mean, they are, they've got these monopoly practices like ballot access and things like that, that they tied do. up. Yep. I mean, it is just tied up. And it makes it very, very difficult for a third party to get in or, or any kind of challenger at all. But, you know, this gets actually to the root of the problem. Uh, we were looking at trying to find solutions. And every time we came up with these and looking at what was going on, we realized that we have corrupt politicians. Now, with me saying that is not going to shock anyone. They're not going to fall out of their seat and go, oh, my gosh, Gary, there's corrupt politicians in America. You know, we know that 83 percent of us in uh, every poll comes out and say, yes, there's there's corrupt politicians. But what we looked at was why, where, where are they coming from and how we get there? And everybody looks at the politicians themselves and we look at the government institutions and we say, well, it's government that corrupts these politicians or the politicians themselves are corrupt. And what we came up with the conclusion is that, no, it is the political parties that are corrupt and they in turn produce the corrupt politicians. Well, I can't argue with uh, with your analysis of this. I think, you know, because the parties pretty much do whatever it takes in order to get someone elected. That's why they exist. So when it comes to alternatives, though, though, you know what the standard response is. Oh, don't throw your vote away on a third party. Don't throw your vote away. Um, I got to ask you, Gary, is a person throwing their vote away if they don't vote for one of the two parties that are really, you know, in the game? As, as it currently stands, yes, and that's because third parties have not done an effective job of promoting self. And, and again, I will go back and say absolutely the, the two major parties have a monopoly. They have a lot of monopoly, monopolistic processes in places to prevent from third parties from being successful. But at the same time, third parties have failed – to put together a message and a concept and an organization that would be appealing to a majority of Americas. If they would get something like 30% of the vote and lose all the elections, then I would say, yeah, it's the Democrats and the Republicans doing this. But, you know, they're very seldom breaking two digits. Most of the time they're in the single digit category. And when you look at their actual structures and organizations of how strong they are, how many members they have, how many donors they have, it's very, very small. And to me, that says your message is wrong. Your your concepts are wrong. The things that you are fighting for is wrong. And you really have not addressed the American people to give them something to get excited about. What would it take to get the American people excited, Gary? So one of the things that we had looked at was just this. And that is you've got the problems with the two major parties, which is they are corrupt. And, and so what happens is then if you are part of that, you have two choices. Try to reform the party you're in. And we hear that a lot. It's And for our listeners we're going, I'm just going to focus on the Republicans, but it does apply to the Democrats. But in the Republican Party, we have seen quite a few individuals try to reform it through one way or the other, through acting as politicians, um, going out and starting organizations. But that concept to try to reform it, the whole Tea Party, 
I mean, everybody thought the Tea Party was a reaction against the Democrats, but it was not. It started with George Bush, and it was a reaction to the Republican Party not holding up Republican ideals. And all these attempts to reform it has failed. And that is because these parties are so corrupt. They've got such a stranglehold, and it's based upon their structure because it's a top-down structure. National goes to the states and says, we have millions of dollars for you, just like our federal government does. We've got millions of dollars for you. We'll give it to you so your candidates can win and you can do all these great things, but you must kiss the ring. You must do what we tell you. And so because of that, it becomes incredibly hard to reform it. Well, then the other choice is to get out and start a third party. But what their problems are is, A, they usually don't have a good organization themselves. And and again, the same top-down structure creates a corruption just as much there. It's just on a smaller party, that's all. But they're not addressing of how can we really solve this problem. They tend to just go like, well, we're not Republicans. You know, that's that's our motto. Right. Well, I think I'm uh, I'm in a position where I'm ready to to hear, you know, what uh, what the alternatives may be. Um, You know, politics has left a pretty bad taste in my mouth for some time. At the same time, um, you know, at the risk of sounding like a hypocrite, I do participate only because I believe I have a limited amount of influence. And to the extent that I can use that influence, I'm going to try to use it to to uh, you know help people understand there are proper limits to government there are proper things that government could and should do and i want to do what i can to make those kinds of ideas popular i don't feel like i make a lot of headway but at least i can say i'm trying so when we come back from the break um, i'm going to talk about a political party where the viewpoint's different the goals is about changing American politics, not changing an ideology or changing you know, the, the government's rules and laws, but just change the structure of government, change the process and the system of how we elect government officials. Now, I, I got to ask you this before we go to break. Are we talking about something that's going to radically change how everybody has to live their lives? Or is this something that, that pretty much leaves people alone, but just just changes the process? It just changes the process. It will be a radical change for politics, but not a radical change for America. Okay. On that note, we will take a quick break. Gary Welch is my guest. We'll be back right after this. The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. All right, welcome back to the show. Just want to mention the uh, folks at Patriot Home Mortgage. That is the Staples Turner team. My friend John Staples and his uh, wife Heather. Absolutely the masters at helping you get the financing that you need. I, I don't know if there's anything more empowering when you go out shopping for a home than going out there knowing you are pre-qualified. You see the home of your dreams, and you say, that's in our price range, and you don't have to say, well, let's go apply for a loan and see if we can qualify. You know. Think of how good that's going to feel. You can contact them at staplesmortgage.com. That's staplesmortgage.com. Again, that's the Staples Turner team at Patriot Home Mortgage. 
Tell them thank you for being sponsors of this show. All right, Gary Welch is my guest. Gary, we are here today to talk about an alternative. And you're talking like a whole different political party. Now, I'm going to guess that this is a party that people probably have not heard of before. It is, because it's a brand new party that um, just was recently created. But the reasoning for its creation and its goals and purposes is so radically different. And so when I say a brand new party, there's a couple of things that I, I probably should say in the in the uh, as a disclosure to everyone. Uh, number one is Brian does not endorse any parties. He is not that type of, of host. He's the, one of those individuals that any party, any candidate can come on the show and be a part of it. And the Brian Hyde show is absolutely non-discriminatory in that. But for me, myself, I'm an actually part of the founding members of this. And it's called the United America Party. And when I say we're forming a new party, I know everybody's going, oh, not another one. Here we go again. But this party is so radically different from anything that you have probably ever heard about, about what our goals are and how we're structured and what we're trying to do. That is so radically different that we actually think that this is going to have all the successes that third parties have failed to gain, even with all the mono, you know, monopolistic type of policies that the two major parties have. And so the thing about what we wanted to create was a different kind of political experience that that happens. And we wanted to stop the corruption. We felt like everything that's going on with what's wrong with America is just because of that. And, and here's the thing. If I told you that the, the goal of this party was to create politicians you can trust, you're not laughing, Brian. I'm I know. Just, I was, I, I'm just trying to – do I laugh out loud or should I keep this one inside? <laughs> See, I, I thought you're being polite. Now, I know everyone listening to me right now is just, you know, if you're driving, pull over because you're going to be crying so hard. But here's the here's the thing, Brian. Isn't it insane? I mean, just by that that philosophy of what is an insane type of action of electing people to power, putting them in positions that, as we just saw this year, they had total control of over our lives. They said, you cannot leave your home. We are going to imprison you. We have given them that kind of power. And the people that we put into that power are people that we do not trust and who do not have our welfare in mind. It's all about them. And it's all about their power. And to me, that is insane. That is absolutely ridiculous that we do that. But we do that because we, we feel like there's no choice. Well, that's just the way it is. That's the way it has been for hundreds of years. But guess what? This is America. We used to ride horses. We don't do that anymore. We used to have to dial on a phone, you know, with a rotary <laughs> dial and connect. We don't do that anymore. You, you keep doing the same old thing, except for when there's a new idea that comes into play. And so the basis of this party was about restoring honesty and integrity and accountability to politics. So we did three major things to this party as a structure and as an organization to make it so that it would be able to be successful. The first one was we took a bottom-up structure. 
The county organizations in this party are the stronghold of the party. So if you want to corrupt this party, you're going to have to go out and corrupt the, the I believe it's 13,000 different counties that are in the United States. You would have to corrupt each of them. The state and national organizations, by the rules and the bylaws created in the party, cannot take one organization and just give them money. So national cannot pick one state and say, here, we're giving you $2 million, but you got to do this and this. National is prohibited from doing that, and that the only thing they can do is either give it equally to everybody or create a program that benefits all the states equally. So there's no quid pro quo. There's none of that. And the states can't do that to the counties. Same scenario. We're trying to do that. And then the structure of the party is so that all the power and all the accountability goes with that. But the two big things that I want to talk about where I think are just revolutionary in the world of politics was that every organization, the county organization, state organization, the national organization, are going to have accountability committees that are elected by the members. They're not appointed by the chairs. They're not appointed by the executive committee. They're elected by the members. And these accountability committees, their only job is to keep the officers and the politicians accountable. It's not going to be the other party that is keeping the, the, the politicians in check. We know that doesn't work. It has to be your own party. And then the third thing that we are doing is every officer, every leader in this party, and every candidate in this party must sign a contract. There is no more campaign promises. There are no more, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then you just go off and do your own thing. One of the biggest things that ever that that happened to me where I changed my political parties was somebody in the in the GOP, a higher up level, was telling me, well, Gary, you just tell them what they want to hear so you can do whatever you want to do. This party, that is not going to happen. Every candidate, every leader has to sign a contract. Whatever promises you make, you put it in writing, you put it on a legal document. That legal document will have consequences if you fail to keep your promises. And let's just put it in writing. Make it a legally binding contract so that you have to go out there. And our motto is, we don't make campaign promises, we make campaign guarantees. Now, having heard that, Brian, do you think that that is a major step towards creating a different kind of politician? I want to believe. Like like Agent Mulder, I really want to believe. Um, I'm kind of cynical, though, Gary, and, and I'm probably not the only one who feels that way. It's just, you know, you give people power, and power has that, uh, that effect of corrupting uh, and attracting the corruptible. I do agree, though, that with a contract, you've at least got something that, uh, that appears to be, you know, hey, look, here it is in black and white. It's not implied. It's like, no, you signed this. You agreed to this. And so maybe, maybe there is some recourse there. Tell me more. And so the other part of this is just the culture of the party itself. Number one is, and here's where the failures of third parties always occur, is they get ideologically caught up in something, whether that's the Constitution or, or um, um, oh, I'm just losing it, uh, libertarian, um, FAP. I don't, I don't, I don't know which party that is. The libertarian concept of oh, the I do whatever I'll... non-aggression principle. Thank you, nap. nap. So, 
So um, they get caught up in these ideologies. This party's ideology is we want to make a better America. We want a better society. And however that takes place, we don't care. Our goal is to do that. And one of the things that I found that was a problem with parties is they get party centric. It's what's good for the party. Our party wants to win and it becomes like a sports thing of we want to win. Our win is that our society gets better. And so because of that, even if we have to take one of our guys out, if our candidates don't do what they're supposed to, we feel like that's more important than just letting them go. Okay. On that note, we're going to come back. I want to talk about that because, uh, Gary, you're zeroing in on something. That, this is the most troubling part of politics today, the, the tribalism. And we'll talk about how, uh, how we might address that. Gary Welch is my guest. This is The Brian Hyde Show. I'll be back in just a moment. This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. All right, welcome back to the show. Gary Welch is my guest. We are talking about, uh, we're talking about the prospect of a new political party. And Gary, as interested as I am in the in the idea that uh, maybe it's time that, that people would actually embrace something different. Maybe they're sick enough of getting kicked in the stomach over and over again every few years that uh, they'd be willing to look for an alternative other than the two major parties. But I, I'm very concerned about the, the tribalistic nature of politics, at least as, as we've seen from the two parties in this election cycle. I can't remember anything like it. You're, you're a little bit further along than I am. Uh, do you remember anything as contentious as this within your lifetime? No, and, and that is because of the, the amount of information that is available to Americans today. You know, in the past, it's always been very limited, newspapers, television, radio, and that was it. And they were very few you know, stations. And I would say even back then we were getting a skewed information. But today with just the, 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 the prolific nature of how we are being able to communicate with each other on public forums is what's driving this. But more importantly, I think that there are political factions that are absolutely driving us to extremes. And tell me, how, how do we address that? How do we de-escalate uh, what, what sounds a lot like, you know, this election isn't about, uh, you know, how will we move forward with a common vision of, you know, this country moving, you know, into a, a happy and productive future? It's more like we got to get our hands on the levers of power so we can punish the crap out of them or they're going to do the same to us. That's what it feels like. And there's two things that are, are coming into play with this. Number one, and I, I kind of talked about it in the last segment, is we have forgotten what political parties are for. They are there for, for electing government officials so that we could create changes to the kind of government that we want and the kind of society that we want. But it has become a team sport now. It, we've turned it into this, our guy has to win no matter what. Our guy has to win regardless of who he is. He's just not that guy. He's a Republican. He's not a Democrat. So we don't care that he's a bad Republican or that he's a horrible Republican or that he's not even really a Republican. Here in Utah, we see that all the time. There's individuals that we have elected that would not 
that have not shown that they espouse Republican principles per se. It's, but it's all about the team winning. So we want to get the team win. But the, the second thing about this is just that we have turned ourselves into a society. And this is something, Brian, that you have talked about. And, and the party has absolutely adopted this concept, which is everybody says we're trying to keep the socialists out. What we're saying is you're too late. Mm-hmm. They're already in. Yep. Not only are they in, they're entrenched. So the goal is not to keep them out. The goal is to kick them out. And they're on both sides. The, the, there's Republican socialists and there's Democrat socialists. They both want big government. The only difference is I want a big, large conservative government and I want a big, large liberal government. So when the Democrats go grow government, the Republicans don't shrink it back down. They just say, OK, that's cool. Now we take over. But as a society, we have gotten into the point, and, and this has been because we have been indoctrinated from day one. There is no one alive in today's America that did not grow up in a socialist society. And that socialist society basically told you this, government can solve everything. If you got a problem, go to government. If you don't like what someone's doing, go to government. The schools taught us this. Our, our entertainment taught us this. The movies, Hollywood, government. Everybody's been telling you from the day you were born, if you don't like something, go to government and force them to do what you want. That is not a good, good society. That is not something that's going to make it for a good society. This is one of the things that I've been very grateful for uh, for your friendship, Gary, because uh, you have really cemented in my mind. I knew this before, but my conversations with you, um, you have, have just locked it into place. We can never forget when it comes to government, they work for us, not the other way around. They are subservient to us. We are not their servants. They are our employees, and we should treat them like employees. And and the concept, one of the great concepts that I like about the United America Party is what's called the servant leader. Now, that's been out. That's a term that's been out for a very long time, but it's a very true form. And it's what our founding fathers were looking for. The servant leader that says, it's not about me. I'm not a ruler. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's about me serving you that my, I am there to represent you and to serve you. And here's the whole thing. We've gotten into this, well, government solves everything. Government will take care of everything. Government will do everything. But look at what they've done over and over again. They have proven that they're no smarter than us. They're not wiser than us. What makes you think that these guys and gals know more than we do or that they're better at predicting the future or they're better at solving these problems? This whole COVID thing was such a disaster, and how it was handled and the things that they did, the things that just created all of these nightmare situations. And there were much better solutions out that they knew about. Well, this happens again and again and again. So if they're not smarter than us, if they're not better than us, if they're not wiser than us, and if their intentions are not good and that they're looking after our welfare, why give them that power in the first place? We should create a society and a government that says, look, not an anarchist government, but a limited government where their powers are very, very limited, have have very little capability of handling things. And here's where it really gets to the point. And this is why we called it United America, because this is what we're trying to achieve, that we can come together as a society and solve all these problems. In fact, 
we can solve it better than they can. Just let me use poverty as an example. Okay. Trillions and trillions of dollars have been poured into that. And the, the best estimate of what we see is that somewhere around 18 to 20 cents out of every dollar is actually getting to the person. Brian, if I gave you 40 years and $18 trillion and said, go out there and solve the poverty issue, you think you might be able to do something? <laughs> Depends. If it's an ongoing thing, I might just keep working on that issue as long as you're willing to pay me. There you go. And see, that's the whole thing. This idea that they, that they can't. And so what we're proposing as, as the United American Party, one of our societal goals is to restore trust in ourselves again. We've lost that. We've got to start believing in ourselves. We've got to start saying we can handle this ourselves. We can take care of this ourselves and create those programs and, and ways for us to do it. And I'm not talking about a total free market, free for all type of scenario. It's gotta be orderly. It's gotta have a process. We've got a transition and we're gonna do it in such a way that nobody gets lost. Nobody goes falls through the crack. Nobody goes hungry. Nobody's gonna suffer. We're gonna do this in a transition, but it all goes back to creating ways so that we say government, you don't need to take care of this, stay out of it. We've got this. We'll figure it out and we will figure out the best ways because I have seen time and time again that when you let the private sector take over, when you let us do it, we come up with better results. But we've the big issue we have is we have lost faith in ourselves because they told us they've convinced us that we're, we're, we're incapable of running our own lives. No, for real. And, and, and there are people who. They they take it as a given that we are supposed to behave like little children. I think back, I think it was in 2012 when uh, when Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama. Maybe you remember this, this town hall meeting where this guy gets up. He's a full grown man with a beard and everything and says, Mr. President, how are you going to continue to take care of us? And I mean, that that was how he started his questions. He wanted to know, what are you going to do for us? But specifically, how are you going to take care of us? And it was like, wow, is this really what we become? That uh, that's that's how we approach our, our elected leaders. I do not hold that philosophy. I, I think there are others out there are those out there, but I hold them in the minority. I think most of us want to be self-determined we want to do things and we can and and this is what the united america party is all about and so if you want to find out more i'm going to do this one plug for the party where i'm going to tell everybody where to go it's unitedamericaparty.org just all one word unitedamericaparty.org go to that website you're going to see the principles we stand on you're going to see the things that they're talking about as was what we're doing and I just say, go there and take a look at it. But here's my point. We're going to change America and we're going to do what it takes to do. So the goal is to make it right. And if that means working with Republicans, we work with Republicans. If that means we work with libertarians, we work with libertarians. We're going to be a party and it's going to be right. But we are going to make the change because that's success, not party success, but a social and government success. Okay, on that note, we're going to take another quick break. Gary Welch is my guest. We'll be back right after these messages.
This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Just want to take a quick moment here to tell you about Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse. This is of particular interest to my listeners in and around the Wasatch Front. Now, if you're passing through Utah, it would be worth your time to stop into Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse. The best thing you can do is go onto Facebook and just search it up. Nikki's, N-I-C-K-E-Y-S, Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse. And you can find directions. Most importantly, though, you will find Paul goes through every day and takes pictures of this is what they have in. Here's what we have an abundance of. It can be terrific deals on frozen meats. For instance, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at breakfast sausages. These are big, big packages of breakfast sausage, two fifty a piece, or you can buy a whole case for forty bucks. If you've got the freezer room, this is a great way to go. Um, he's got a nine pack of pork chops, great big thick ones, eighteen bucks. You can tell as, as a person who likes to barbecue, this is one of my favorite places to go. Ribs, pork loin, a brisket. If you if you are kind of handy with a knife, you don't mind cutting your own steaks, go pick yourself up a nice big uh, flat of New York steaks. They're not cut yet. It's just a nice big piece of meat. You cut them off, but you'll save a ton. Fresh produce. Everything is sold with a 100% money-back guarantee. Yes, he accepts credit cards. He accepts EBT. Bottom line, if you're stretching your grocery dollar as far as you can, Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse is the place to go. Get the directions by going to Facebook. Follow them. Just follow them on Facebook, and you can find the directions to get there. I think you'll find it well worth your while. All right. Gary Welch is talking with me today about uh, a new political party. We're talking about the United America Party. UnitedAmericaParty.org is the website. I will have a link to it in the show notes. So how does one go about overcoming this this incredibly well-financed, entrenched juggernaut of the two-party system so that a new party can have a, a fighting chance to make its influence felt? So this is how we address. So we looked at the two major parties and and what we found was that there's it's very hard to reform these two parties because of their lock. And and here's a good example. This is the way I like to phrase this. Who is the competition for the Republicans, Brian? Who would you say is the Republicans competition? Well, they I think they want us to believe it's strictly the Democrats. Correct. And that's what you would think. But here's the reality. The Republicans don't have any competition. When you look at what makes that organization, which makes up any political organization, which is your donors, your volunteers and your candidates. They don't pull that from the Democrats. They're pulling that from themselves. And so as long as they have that monopoly of volunteers, donors and candidates, there is going to be no reform because they don't have any desire to change and they don't have any want to change. So for you to be able to make change, you need to create competition. That's, that's what this is all about. In fact, we took a lot of concepts from the Embrace Capitalism book that Brian wrote about this idea of competition. Competition changes everything, makes everything better. And so really what you need is a competition to the Republicans. But then you get into these issues that everybody always brings up about third parties. You're throwing your vote away. You're going to cost us the election. You don't have good candidates. 
And so we address those three issues. And in one issue, I can only talk about what we're going to do here in Utah. But in other states, you know, when you guys get started up there, it's a brand new party, so it's a wide open field. But you can also do the same thing. And one of the things that we are going to do is because we are a party that believes in the goal of changing government, we don't care who's running. If that person is willing to abide by the principles that we hold, and they're listed on the website, they're, they're, it's nothing different, people. It's just the GOP principles that they were supposed to uphold but never did. If they say and if they show and they prove that they are going to fight for those fight for our rights, fight for limited government, fight for the sanctity of life and really, really do it. And they're willing to sign a contract with us. I don't care what party they're in. And, and the other part of it is they have to be able to show that they can win either through polling or if they're a Republican, obviously, or something like that, we'd go with it. But if they do so. Okay, you're good. We're good with you. If not, however, then we're going to run a candidate against you who is going to stand up to those things, who is going to write a contract, who is going to be held accountable to to go with those principles. And then that gets to the second part. What kind of candidates do we run? So we have a very stringent vetting process in which we ask our candidates three things. Number one, obviously, is are you absolutely committed to the principles of this or of this party and the things we want to achieve? They have to strongly agree with that and show us that they are. The second one is, are you knowledgeable and, and cognizant of the position you're going to run for? So if you're running for mayor of a city, they're going to have to demonstrate I know what the city, I've gone to all the city council meetings. I know what's happening. I know the budget. I know what's going on. If you're running for the president of the United States and your job was a shoe salesman, I'm sorry, you're not ready for it. We're not going to pass you on because you're just, you're willing to run. That's not how it works. And then the third part, which is probably the most important part is you have to demonstrate that you're going to be able to win. No more of these. And this is the big thing that bothers me about third party candidates is, well, I'm out there to get the message out. I'm out there to just represent my party. No, go out there to win. That's what I want you to go out and win and take that, take that seat. Cause that's when the results are going to happen. And then the last thing about what we're trying to do is again, we're, we're a party that's focused on the County we're going to focus on local elections. To us, it's, it's really critical that we focus on our local elections, to get with our cities, our school districts, our counties, because the most damage is actually being done there. But I've always said this, Brian, you get it so that, that my party controls the county organizations, and I don't want to say control, is in charge, you know, has the majority in county organizations, cities and counties and school districts, and the state legislatures, you could put Karl Marx and all his buddies in Congress and in the presidency. I don't care. We will still prevail and we will still have a constitutional capitalist republic in society because that's where the power really is. And so that focus is going to be on that. And I, I just always feel like naturally the federal offices go. But our focus is going to be on that. And so by that, I think I've, I've adequately addressed you're not going to throw your vote away. You're not going to put it into a candidate that cannot win. 
and and you're going to create change if if the republicans reform and really do change their status so that they adopt these principles and will fight for these principles i'm okay with it i i am not one of those individuals and i know that all of us in the party are not those individuals that say well our party it's got to win it's got to be us because that we don't adopt that concept whatever it takes to make the goals of changing our government changing our society we're going to bet where that's the route we go. Whoever gets us there, however we get there, that's what's important. Talk to me about uh, some of the foundational principles. I know they're there on the website. You may want to uh, direct listeners to go check that out for themselves. But if, if you had to give the elevator speech, you know, these are the fundamental principles of the United America Party. What would they be? Constitutional government protection of your rights at at full bore i mean every one of them and sanctity of life but more importantly moving into a what we call a true capitalist this is in the book brian's book he talks about what true capitalism is a true capitalist society is what we're trying to achieve well that's pretty tempting (laughs) considering what we have to choose from at the moment and I don't know, Gary, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about what happens two weeks from today. I'm nervous about what comes after that. But I wonder if it might not be the shock that uh, moves some people out of their comfort zone and into a place where they would be willing to look at alternatives. Crisis does create change. And, and I do believe this is a crisis that we're facing and the issue is going to be what kind of change comes out of that. There was some one time it created a change that created the United States of America. And then the other time it created Nazi Germany. And we're really looking at what what is this crisis going to create? OK, well, I'll have a link in the show notes so people can check this out for themselves. Gary, great, as always, to visit with you. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about next week and particularly the following week. Yep. So anyone, unitedamericaparty.org, go and check it out and let us know if you're willing to become part of a different kind of change. All right. On that note, we're going to call it a show. Check out the show notes at thebrianhydeshow.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're so inclined. You might even want to consider becoming a patron. This is The Brian Hyde Show.